This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance and my guest on the Goodyear Hotline, who will include the Hall of Famer Dan Fouts in a half hour and Tom Brady Sr. in 15 minutes. And I'm going to dive right into it here because I, the morning is getting busier and busier. We just got Brady's dad. Again, he was a regular guest with me a couple of years ago on TV when Brady made his last run in New England. He's got fascinating insight, as you would think he would. I'm looking forward to talking to him. And then, of course, Dan Fouts is coming up after that. Meanwhile, fascinating stats uh, with us every morning brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. And here is a stat that I really like coming out of yesterday. I want to give some love to the other TB yesterday. Yes, TB12 is going to get all the attention, and rightfully so. He's the greatest player of all time, and he's on his way to his 10th Super Bowl. But the TB who won the game for Tampa yesterday is named Todd Bowles. He was the head coach of the Jets, and he was not a great head coach. But he is an exceptional defensive coordinator. And twice this year, he bedeviled Aaron Rodgers. His defense picked off Rodgers three times in two games. Rodgers played 19 games this season. He threw six interceptions. Half of them came against Todd Bowles' defense. And why? Because Bowles brings the heat. Yesterday, Aaron Rodgers was pressured on 21 of his 53 dropbacks. That's 40%. That is the highest pressure rate that any team put on him all season long. That, more than anything, is the reason the Bucks and not the Packers are going to the Super Bowl. Having said that, let me now get you to the important stuff from today. The Scoop. The Scoop. The scoop is this. Adam Schefter was on Get Up With Us today, and I've told you before, I am the Shefty whisperer. He doesn't just say this stuff when we talk about Aaron Rodgers and his future. And if Aaron Rodgers wants to go play somewhere else in the state of California or wherever it is, he has the power to do that. It would take a huge set of cojones to do that. It would take a lot of courage. (laughs) It, 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 it It would upset a lot of people and rub them the wrong way. But if that's what he wants to do, that's what he's entitled to do. I will tell you again, as the Shefty Whisperer, he doesn't just say stuff. Watch for Aaron Rodgers to decide he's leaving Green Bay. And here's the deal. It's not his decision. The Packers made this decision. Rodgers is just telling them the timing. That's all he controls. The players don't control everything. But they control the timing. The Packers made the decision in April. Aaron, we're moving on from you. He's just going to tell them now, okay, now's the time we're doing it. We're doing it today. And Aaron Rodgers is not coming back. And that's what's going to happen here. And that draft pick, the decision to trade up and take Jordan Love, remains the worst move any football team made this year. It looks a million times worse now. It isn't even close. That's the way this thing is about to go, which is if you are a fan in Green Bay and I love the fans there, I love the passion of the Packer fan base. It's devastating. 
And so for today's green list, I present you the top five reasons that you will never get over that game. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The green list. Right, so I've told you a million times, I approach everything from the standpoint of being a fan. All right, I am just a fan like you are. And we all know as fans, there are some games you just never get over. I can sit here and I can rattle off for you things that happened in probably six or seven losses as a fan in my life that I will never get over. Never get over. And I've got five reasons why yesterday is a day that if you're a Packer fan, you were never getting over. Number five. You went for two with 24 seconds left in the third quarter. And the ball hit Equinemius St. Brown in the chest. It was tipped around the line of scrimmage, but it hit him in the chest. And he dropped it. And in the end, that point changed everything. The point they didn't get there, meaning if they had kicked the extra point instead of going for the two, and that game is a four-point game then rather than five, thus a seven-point game at the end rather than eight, everything is different. There's no way they kicked the field goal. There's no way LaFleur kicks the field goal down seven. That point, the expression chasing the point, that point changes everything in the fourth quarter of that game. So the decision to go for the two, and then the ball hitting the receiver directly in the chest, and it falling to the ground. You'll never get over. Number four. The play at the end of the first half is the kind of thing that you will see. You will have nightmares. You'll have nightmares for the rest of your life about Scotty Miller getting behind the defense and catching that touchdown. You just never get over it. That's just about as bad a play as there's ever been. Ever. You start naming the the unforgettable plays in football playoff history. That's right there. I, I was running out to grab lunch. I was going to grab a little something between. I, I, almost, I almost walked out the door. I said to Stevie, I, let me just see what happens here. When they were going to punt, I was going to walk out the door. Then all of a sudden, they run the offense back on. All right, I'm going to watch what happens here. Now, all of a sudden, they got a first down. Now, all of a sudden, Scotty Miller is in the end zone. You will never get over that play. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Number three. Of course, you got the, the decision to kick the field goal. You will never get over that decision. Because it doesn't matter whether it was right or wrong at the time. We get judged. The, the, these guys get judged based upon how it turns out. And the fact that Aaron Rodgers never gets back on the field and you lose means it was the wrong decision. That's just the lot in life you have as a football coach. I told you already, I'm a little more charitable with that decision than most others have been. I didn't agree with it, but I understood it. But one way or another, now you'll never get over it. You will never get over it. These are the top five reasons you will never get over yesterday's game in Green Bay. Number two. Number two, this was Rodgers' last best chance to win one as a Packer. Obviously, he's won one, but the last best chance to win another Super Bowl as a Packer. Not forever. Not forever. He's going someplace else, and he may win one in San Francisco. He may win one in L.A. with the Rams. Those are the two places Shefty talked about. Put him on Indianapolis. Put him on Washington. Put him almost anywhere, and they become a favorite next year. But you wanted Rodgers to win one more in the green and gold? That was the best chance you're going to get. And down deep inside, everybody knows it. Which brings us to number one. Number one. You had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback every year since 1992. And they've only made three Super Bowls and won two of them. And here's the stat. 
There are only two quarterbacks, assuming Aaron Rodgers wins the MVP this year, which I think is a foregone conclusion. There will be two quarterbacks in the history of pro football who have won three regular season MVPs and only one championship. And they are Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. That's it. That's it. And so when you ask me, Greeny, why do you always say it's organizational underachievement and all these people yell at me? It's because I just look at the facts. No other team has ever had one guy do that. You're about to have two. So that's what you have in Green Bay. And those, to me, are the five reasons that you never get over that game. Greeny with you. Tom Brady Sr. live next. And then Dan Fouts right after that. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. Here we go, indeed. Greeny with you, coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17. We are brought to you by Chase, a reminder that we're here two hours every single day. And if you miss any of the fun, you can always catch up with the podcast. It is called Hashtag Greeny, and it's available wherever you listen to podcasts. So I can tell you this, two years ago on our TV show in the mornings, Get Up, as Tom Brady was making what proved to be his final uh, run as a New England Patriot to a Super Bowl, we had the great privilege to chat on a number of occasions with his dad, Tom Brady Sr., and we agreed at the time that if this were to ever happen again, we would try and make this a regular occurrence. So with Tom Brady back in the Super Bowl, I am delighted to welcome Tom Brady Sr. to this program on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Mr. Brady. Good morning, Greeny. How you doing? Uh, I'm great, and... Listen, I, I, first and foremost, I am glad that you and your family are safe and healthy through what has been this incredibly crazy year. And I offer my congratulations for what your son has done here, which is just unimaginable. How would you put into words what this year has been for him? 
Well, <laughs> it's um, again a bit surrealistic. I think this this is stuff that nobody can imagine happening, and it's happened again and again. And we've been blessed, and Tommy stayed healthy, and um, you know, it's uh, it's just really fun. It's just a, it's uh, you know after you win a couple of Super Bowls, you're 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 so fortunate, and then you get up here and. Getting to the tenth Super Bowl in nineteen years of playing is is pretty. Uh, it's it's incomprehensible, actually. Well, it's beyond anything we could ever imagine. It's beyond anything that's ever happened. That's for sure. So yeah. it, it, that's why it's incomprehensible. Give me a sense of the emotions here. Normally, over all these years, you've been at all these big games. Now, because of the circumstances, you're home and you're watching on television. Now, now just take me to the moment where he throws the touchdown at the end of the first half. Give me the reaction in the Brady household. <laughs> Um, we have to repair some holes in the ceilings. Um, it, it, we just came off the the the, uh, the sofa and the chairs and just I mean that was just coming out of nowhere and and it just worked out well and we I mean well you're all in and you're a hundred percent excited and then something like that happens I don't know how you become more than a hundred percent elated and crazy but we did. And so it's um, it, it it was so unexpected. You know, we were looking for a little five yard out or seven yard out to to uh, to stop the clock and kick a field goal. And all of a sudden, you put seven points on the board, and it's uh, it's very very uh, inflating for the Bucks and deflating for the Packers. So no question. It was and for our house. I mean, we were just screaming. <laughs> I mean, to get an extra seven points on those guys was really awesome. It was an enormous moment and an enormous play. Now, fast forward to the end when the final seconds are ticking off the clock and you see the culmination of all of this work. What was it like in the Brady household as 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 you saw that this was official and he was going back again? We're just, to be honest with you, we're exhausted. They're, <laughs> we're playing every single play with them and, and with the team. And, uh, you know, at the end of it, you say, can you friggin' believe it? We just can't. We just can't get our arms around this thing that it keeps happening. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's been a crazy year for so many reasons and, and the, the not, not the least of which was the pandemic and the, the craziness of the scheduling and, um, you know, and even our household, you know, I, I saw yesterday where Josh Allen's dad is in the hospital right now with COVID. Mm. And I think, oh, my God, well, when the season started this year, I was in the hospital with COVID for for almost three weeks. And my wife was sick with COVID at the same time. We didn't even see the first two games of the year. I, it's the first two games I've ever missed in his career because I was sick as a dog and, and my wife was sick as a dog. And, and so I, I take my I put my heart out to Josh Allen being able to play under these circumstances with his father in the hospital. Uh, that's 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 a undue burden for anybody. And and uh, I, I for him being in this big game yesterday against Kansas City, it's tough. It's and but anyhow, that being said, it's uh, this year's been unbelievable. It's been um, not knowing where we're going to start the season out and being where we are to end the season is just uh, a stunning development as far as I'm concerned. It was always in the back of our mind that we could do it. On the other hand, um, you know, you think you can do it, but until you do it, you didn't do it. 
And in this case, uh, we've been able to do it. So we're just elated for Tommy. We're elated for the, for the new Buccaneers, you know, the guys that have never been to the Super Bowl before. It's pretty, pretty exciting that they're able to get there. And I know that that was one of Tommy's driving forces, too, because he said, I've been here before, but, God, there's so many good guys in this team that it's going to be great if we're able to experience it with them. So, awesome. It- Remarkable. Tom Brady Sr. is with me here, and, and I will tell you, I'm not 100% sure that that was commonly known, that, that you and your wife had been struck by COVID. And, and, and first and foremost, we are all delighted that you are safe and that you are healthy and that you came through that. Can you just briefly describe what that experience was like at, at the risk of getting too personal for you and for Tom and how he was able to go through that while, while he was thousands of miles away and the two of you were battling this? Well, we were, yeah, we were, we were sick. Uh, I mean, when, when the season started, uh, we've never missed a game in at Michigan or New England or wherever. And at the end of, uh, and for the first two games, um, when I was in the hospital, I didn't even care if they were playing much less missing the game. It was, uh, it was a matter of life and death, just like anybody goes into the hospital. It's serious stuff. Mm-hmm. And Tommy, Tommy fought through it. And so now um, it's just, it, it's in the rearview mirror. We're healthy. We're happy. And everything is good. I just, I just think though, yesterday and the, and Tommy's, you know, I mean, he's trying to FaceTime me every day on his way to and from practice and stressed out on this stuff. And, and just like Josh Allen had to be yesterday with his dad, and my wife was sick as well. Our daughter came up and took care of her for a couple of weeks. She, our daughter's a nurse and took care of my wife while I was in the hospital. And uh, it was, you know, we're we're just we're just representative of 25 million Americans that have had this stuff so far. So it's it's uh, it's it's nothing to shake a stick at. And and it took the back seat to the football season. On the other hand. Um, Tommy still had to show up, and everybody has to show up. Josh had to show up yesterday, and 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 play to hit, play to his best abilities, and and um, it's tough for him. And it so anyhow, we're fine. It's it, it was it's just one of those experiences that that for us for our family, starting out the season, football was the least important thing in the world. That is obviously wonderful news that you're okay, and it is no one's business but yours, obviously, and your family's. And so yeah. I thank you for sharing that, and, 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 and um, I hope that you're comfortable with it. Very quickly, before I let yeah. you run here, and I'd love to keep this going, um, will, what, what are the plans now? Will you be able to, to uh, you know, there will be limited fans and all the rest of that. I don't know what your travel situation is. Will you be able to be there when he plays the Super Bowl at home in two weeks? You know, we sure hope to be. Uh, yes, I, absolutely. It's, it's just a matter of, of us. Uh, being able to pull the travel plans together. We've got family all in the, in the four corners of the country up here in Northern California, Southern California. We've got our daughter in Massachusetts and, uh, and down in Florida. So we're all, it's, it's a wonderful time to get together uh, to be able to, to celebrate Tommy's success and, and uh, the families, um, families get togethers. And it's so uh, we're going to get there. We just haven't been able to even think about uh, the travel arrangements, or you know, we're also trying to take a take a little stock of of what the the uh, health conditions are mm-hmm. and, 
and all the short travels. So we, we don't want anybody getting sick. Fortunately, my wife and I don't have anything to worry about because we got the antibodies, but uh, some of the other people in the family don't haven't been able to get the shots yet. So um, we're just we're going to be very extra cautious, extra cautious. It makes all the sense and in the world. Mr. Brady, I, I have yeah. to run. I'm out of time. I cannot tell you how much I enjoy and appreciate these conversations. Please be well. Congratulations to the whole family, and we'll catch up as soon as we can. Thanks a million for the time today. Thanks, Greeny. Take care. All right, you take care. That's, again, Tom Brady Sr. Bubba, I'm going to leave it there. Let's take a break. We went over time there, but I think it was imperative that we did it. We will have the Hall of Famer Dan Fouts joining me next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, and the legend, the Hall of Famer Dan Fouts, will join me in 30 seconds here on ESPN Radio. Spend those 30 seconds telling you about DraftKings. Pigskin fans, DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55, is bringing back their golden ticket giveaway with up to $55 million in prizes up for grabs. Enter the free prediction challenge, answer questions like who'll score last, and boom, get ready to make it rain. Download the DraftKings app right now. Use my name, Greeny, as the code. You will enter free for the $55 million prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. That's code Greeny, only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Terms, conditions, and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. The work's never done. You can always work to get better. It feels good. Can't play the game before the game, though, baby. We got two weeks to get this thing right. Jinx Kingdom, this month for you, baby. We're talking about winning it again, and uh, we're trying to run it back. All right, so we have spent so much of this morning talking about Tom Brady and the game from the NFC yesterday because that's where the drama was. But I'm going to start this conversation with the Hall of Famer Dan Fouts by talking about the Kansas City Chiefs, their offense, and their spectacular quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Hello again, Dan Fouts, and thank you for the time. How have you been, sir? Well, good, Greeny. Uh, it's been a while, but I remember when you were just Mike. You know, <laughs> yes, we've we've added just a we've added just a nickname to it now. I'm like I'm like Sting and Bono. They just don't know don't. me by a whole other name. <laughs> you know, here's why I wanted to start with Mahomes and this offense because in my youth, by far the most entertaining offense to watch in pro football was yours was the Air Coriel San Diego Chargers. And anyone old enough to remember it listening to this conversation will know exactly what I'm talking about. So I'm curious, as you watch this team play offense with all its creativity and all of its weapons, what thoughts go through your mind? Well, I like the similarities, obviously. It's, it starts with Andy Reid and Don Coriel and their creativeness, you know, and the, the way that they 
put their players in position to make plays. And you got the tight end, Gronkowski and Winslow, and then the, the great receivers. Uh, the thing, though, that, that the Chiefs have that we didn't have and no team really has had is a Tyreek Hill and the speed that he possesses. And then you got Hardman, too. You throw him in the mix on those end-arounds, and uh, you can see why Kansas City is, is uh, so much fun to watch because you just never know what they're going to do on, on from play to play and it's going to might be something you've never seen before, like a you know an underhand pass to a tight end from the two yard line. Exactly that creativity. I want to ask you what is probably a complicated question, Dan. But are they able to do that when it seems no one else can because of their coaching? Are they able to do it because of their quarterback? Are they able to do it because of the enormity of the talent they have, which makes defenses cover them in different ways? Why are they able? to be so much more creative, it seems, offensively than any other team. Well, you've checked all the boxes, Greeny, and, and it's all those things, but it starts with a belief, and the belief stems from Andy Reid, and then he imparts that on his coaching staff and then on his players. Uh, then you mix in the talent of a Patrick Mahomes, and then you just expand upon that creativity. Uh, then you've got the mismatch in the tight end and the wide receivers, uh, it's just a, um, you know, a potpourri of, of offense and a lot of um, excitement for the players, as much as it is for the fans, for the players each week to go, hey, what plays are we going to run this week that nobody's seen before? How can we get, uh, you know, Kelsey down the middle one more time? And uh, just, just the ability to change things up from week to week. And now with two weeks to prepare for the Buccaneers, uh, the Chiefs are going to, you know, they're going to be enjoying the next two weeks of, of creativity from Andy Reid. The great Dan Fouts is with me on the Goodyear hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. One might wonder if there's any way to slow down this offense. Uh, you'll know what this reference means. I don't know how many others in our, in our conversation would. But I guess if they played it in Cincinnati and it was negative 59, that probably <laughs> would slow it down. You know, I, I was talking about that game the other day when we were wondering how cold it might get in Green Bay this weekend, and obviously it wasn't that cold at all. It didn't seem to have any impact on the game. That game, you're, you're the closest you ever got to a Super Bowl, you wound up at Riverfront Stadium, and the wind chill was 59 degrees below zero. How would you describe how cold it was? Uh, I think George Costanza could describe it as shrinkage. <laughs> <laughs> that is phenomenal and in every way both literally and figuratively right <laughs> uh, use your imagination it was chilly i mean do you ever look back on it and i wouldn't blame you if you did and say to yourself i'm in the hall of fame i'm one of the great quarterbacks of all time i had this great team we won maybe the best football game ever played that game you guys won the week before the kellen winslow game in miami Here's my shot to go to the Super Bowl, and just my luck, I'm playing in a team from San Diego, and it's 59 below zero. Do you ever bemoan that? Well, you know, you, you always think about the last game of each year, and, and there's only one team that's happy uh, at the end of the year, and that's the team that wins it all. So, uh, you know, that's part of the game, obviously. If we had played better during the regular season, maybe we would have had the home field advantage. Who knows? But uh, that's why they call it a game, and 
you know, at, at my advanced age now, I'm, I'm almost over it, Greeny, but every year somebody <laughs> like you reminds me of it. Well, listen, then you're a, you're, you're a bigger man than I either way, because I would never get over that. I would, be, I would be just stopping strangers on the street and saying, do you realize it was 60 <laughs> degrees below zero, my one chance? All right, here's the great Dan Fouts continues with me. Let, let's go to the other side of this. I mean, speaking of advanced age, Tom Brady is 43 years old. How do you explain this? Um, I don't think there is an explanation as simple as, uh, you know, one, two, three. Um, obviously, his desire to, to continue to play, his preparation, the way he takes care of himself, uh, the mental toughness that he has, uh, and the leadership qualities. There's just so much that goes into it for Tom, and uh, he just continues to amaze but, you know, the thing is, is he looks the same now as he did when he was winning all those Super Bowls with, with the, the Patriots. And I think that Bruce Arians did the right thing and didn't try to make him fit Arians' offense. He, he decided to let Tom run his offense that has won all those Super Bowls before. So the, the style of offense is very similar, the play-action passing game. But, it, which, uh, you know, the physical side of it, Tom can still hum it. He can still drill that ball in there when he has to. He still has the uh, soft, feathery touch that he showed on the very first pass of the game yesterday. Mm-hmm. So he's got the entire thing, and he's got his team believing that uh, the Messiah is now playing quarterback for them. And they're probably right. I mean, there's really no other way to describe it, but they are probably right. There's no other way, I would ex- I assume, to explain what he's done and what they've done, they hadn't been in the playoffs in 13 years, and here they are now about to host the Super Bowl against Kansas City. And then there's the other side of yesterday. You know, Dan, we just talked about your most heartbreaking loss in, in a ridiculous weather game in Cincinnati. You know, that loss for Green Bay yesterday was bitter. That's got a sting. What, how would you imagine Aaron Rodgers is feeling as he wakes up this morning, now a day removed from that? Well, missed opportunities and uh, is the biggest thing down in the red zone, not getting scores, uh, touchdowns. That is so. Uh, in a in a championship game, obviously you must stay aggressive, and I think that all the Packer fans and the Packer players and coaches are feeling, man, we should have gone for it on fourth down. I think the world believes that because on the other side of the field is a guy that we just talked about that uh, probably not going to get you the ball back. So. Uh, a decision that had to be made at that point by Lafleur, uh, and miscommunicated to uh, to uh, to Aaron Rodgers, obviously because he thought they were going to be able to go for it on fourth down. But again, if you examine that play, didn't it look like Rodgers had some ump- open room to run there and maybe get to the corner, or at least get down to the one or two yard line? Yes, the, the previous play you're talking about, which is the third down. Yes, yep. it looked like if he had scrambled to his right, and maybe, I don't know that this was asked specifically of him, he did reference thinking he had four plays. Maybe right. that is the reason he doesn't run, is, is that he thinks he's got another shot at it there. It certainly does change it. You know, actually, Dan Orlovsky was talking on the TV show this morning about how difficult that is. You're a quarterback. Can you explain the challenges uh, he was saying the nine-yard line is one of the hardest places to try and score from. Fourth and nine, he was saying, from the 40-yard line is one thing. Fourth and goal from the nine, you need a play that is nine yards, but it can't be 20, and that that means it, that that's one of the hardest plays to try and come up with. Can you can you sort of talk us through that as a quarterback? Well, the, the uh, point is, obviously, the field's condensed. Right. Um, 
and it's tough to find. Uh, you know, you'd think you could throw the fade route, but the corners are always going to be playing, you know, outside shade down there, especially against Adams. Uh, but Adams was the right choice. They went to him three times in a row. Uh, you know, the linebacker made the, the great play, knocking the ball down on, mm. I think it was second down. But, uh, you know, I just keep going back to what Rodgers did the week before against the Rams when he ran one in for, uh, for a touchdown. Yep. So you're so used to seeing him do that. And getting him on the run out of the pocket where he is so good at finding receivers, I think that's the play you call there if you do go for it on a fourth down instead of kicking the field goal. And let me ask the Hall of Fame quarterback this question because people have asked it to me and I wouldn't know. If if the coach makes that decision and you're standing out there on the field, people pointed out that at one point this year, Lamar Jackson just sort of waved at the sideline. He was like, no, 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 I'm staying out here and we're going for this. Like, how does that dynamic work? If if the coach is sending out the field goal team and you're the quarterback out there, do, how does it work if you're trying to communicate, I don't want to do this, leave me out here and let me go for this? <laughs> well, I, I think if you have a timeout, and I believe the Packers did at that point. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, uh, I would have called timeout and, and carried the debate to the sideline and not stand out in the middle of the field waving people off. I think that's a bad scene right. uh, for the for the coach and for your teammates. But uh, having a discussion on the sidelines um, is is the way to go there. Um, I I'd never like going for field goals. You know that, Greedy. Right. <laughs> Come on. And Coriel didn't either, so we never had that discussion. Right. And you're right. They had three timeouts left, actually. Remember, they, they had the three plus the, right. the two-minute warning, which was one, part of the thinking that LaFleur said he had. Oh, I could do this forever. Dan Fouts, it is such a pleasure to catch up. Thank you for the time. I'm, I'm, it's great to hear your voice, and let's do it again soon. Be well, and thanks. You got it, bud. Thanks for having me on. I take care. That's the great Dan Fouts, the Hall of Famer with me here on ESPN Radio. I'm Greeny. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or call them at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Boy, he's terrific. I mean, Dan Fouts is watching these games like a hawk and, and obviously had as much on it as you possibly can. All right, a few things I want to do before we run for the day. One of the things that I love, I love listening to great play-by-play calls. I love hearing the announcers and the emotion in the voice. There's nothing better to me than the emotion in the voice of the hometown announcer. So I asked Bubba and Nuno and the crew to get me the two play-by-play calls, the Packers call and the Buccaneers call of the Scotty Miller touchdown that came right before halftime. And the beauty is I'm just going to hit one of them And I promise you won't need me to tell you which one it is. Brady to throw, throws a deep pass downfield. Got Scotty Miller in the open, makes the catch. Touchdown Tampa Bay. Scotty Scooter Miller, and Brady puts it right on the spot. Bucks score with no time left, or very little in the first half. So that one, in case you needed me to tell you, is the Tampa Bay Radio Network and the Buccaneers call of that. You want to hear that's the thrill of victory? Here's the agony of defeat. From the shotgun, first down, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, 39, trying to work into field goal range. Snap to Brady on a deep drop. Now he bombs it out. Forget about field goal range. Down the left side of the end zone. He's got his man for the touchdown. Scotty Miller, left side of the end zone. They beat Kevin King. Oh, my goodness. That is game-altering. One second remaining. It's franchise-altering. Two franchises. Changes everything for Brady. Brady, it's his fourth playoff win as a member, excuse me, his third playoff win as a member of the Buccaneers. 
They have nine in their franchise history. So in one year, he is responsible for 33% of all of the playoff wins they have. That's one side. The other side is far more important and interesting in the scheme of things. Did we yesterday see Aaron Rodgers' final game as a Green Bay Packer? If you're asking me to handicap it, I'm going to go 50-50. It is by no means a foregone conclusion when I told you as the Shefty Whisperer that I was interpreting Mr. Schefter. By no means did I mean to suggest he's definitively gone. All I'm telling you is it's now up to him. If you're the Packers, you told Aaron Rodgers this year, this calendar, well, now we're in 21. This, 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 this basic football year, this, the 2020 calendar football season, which is what this is, the league year, you told him with your actions, your time here is over. We're already making plans for the future beyond you. Now he might just tell you when that's going to start. You were all ready to start it then. You made that clear. You traded up to get his replacement. You traded up to take a guy who on a championship caliber team has been the scout team quarterback. You think Aaron's good with that? You think he's sitting back and saying, sure. However you guys want to play this out going forward will be just fine with me. I don't know Aaron Rodgers well, but I know him well enough to know I don't see that being the way he views this. Neither does Adam Schefter, that's for sure. And if Aaron Rodgers wants to go play somewhere else in the state of California or wherever it is, he has the power to do that. Right. It would take a huge set of cojones to do that. It would take a lot of courage. <laughs> it, 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 would, it would upset a lot of people and rub them the wrong way. But if that's what he wants to do, that's what he's entitled to do. That was Shefty on Get Up with us this morning. And again, I'm the Shefty Whisperer. He doesn't speculate. That's not what he does. I've known Adam Schefter 15 years. He doesn't speculate on text. You send him a text and you say, hey, off the record, any thoughts on that? He doesn't do that. He's not playing that game. I know Shefty well enough to know that if he's playing the game with me, I'm a host. He's a reporter. My job is to try and get people to say interesting things. He doesn't play that game with me often. He gives me that look, that Shefty look. Like, Greeny, I'm not going there, okay? You, you go there all you want. I'm not going. He went there today. I think there is a real belief around the NFL, and it makes sense, that Aaron Rodgers is going to force the issue. That he's going to say, all right, you wanted to draft my replacement? Go ahead. Let's see how that turns out. I'm going to play for the 49ers where I grew up. They should have taken me in the first place. I'm going to go play in L.A. for the Rams, where I have a home. I live a lot of the offseason in Los Angeles. Go play for them. Can you imagine him on either of those teams? Can you imagine him? Now, look, Matt LaFleur is an excellent coach. And while it's going to take some getting over the decisions he made yesterday, I still believe Matt LaFleur is an excellent coach. And I think his offense is exceptional. And his offense is a big part of the reason that Rodgers just had this incredible season. But I think Sean McVay is on that level as an offensive coach, and I think Kyle Shanahan is on that level as an offensive coach. In fact, I think those two guys are the level. That's where it comes from. Everyone is trying to do that. So I think that if Rodgers could find a way to get to one of those places or put him on Washington, put him on Indianapolis, put him on, look, almost any team, and they become a great football team, put him in those places, and they become prohibitive Super Bowl favorites. 
Aaron Rodgers, as the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, they are a prohibitive favorite next year. Exactly the same thing can be said of him in L.A. with the Rams. So let's see what he decides he wants to do. But that's why yesterday is the kind of day that if you're a fan of the Packers, you never get over. I've told you before and I'll tell you again, all I am is a fan. Yeah, I covered this stuff for 30 years of my life now and I love it. And so sometimes there are things I see, I have some insight that most fans don't just from having been around. But at the end of the day, I still approach everything from the standpoint of a fan. And if you are a diehard fan of the Green Bay Packers, if you live and die with that franchise, all I can say is my heart goes out to you. Because that is a game you will never get over. Never. I speak from experience. There was a game played. Go ahead and look it up. Go look up what happened December 28th, 1981. And you tell me whether I've gotten over it or not. All right, it's been a lot of fun here. Thank you for being a part of this. It's been a spectacular championship Monday. Thanks for being a part of it. Thanks for jumping along for the ride. I'll see you back in Better Than Ever first thing tomorrow morning on Get Up and then back here on ESPN Radio.